Germany talk at its worst. It's the Lunatic Radio Show. Lunatic Radio Show. Lunatic Radio Show. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Lunatic Radio Show. Oh, is it like a new intro? New intro, Rock. It's hip-hopping. Wow, look at you. I like it. It is the LR Show. I'm Kieran S. Rock, the originators of internet radio. What do you think, Rock? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Oh, sh- I mean, you could say anything. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned... Um, from our president, you could say anything. Oh, right. That's a good fuck. Yeah, fuck it, you know. You know, what's the worst that could happen? There's yeah. no such thing as bad publicity, Karen. Fuck it. Just say, you know, just go out there and say some shit. Yeah. Fucking say everything's great. Everything's fucking bells and whistles. The order of radio media is Kieran McCann, then Howard Stern. That's that, That's the actual order of which. Is Howard that what it is now? I thought we were. It was a, I thought it was a team effort, Rock. I thought it was a team effort of dominance. Oh, yeah, I figure, you know, you're, you're by yourself in Arizona in a pandemic. I'm trying to help you out a little bit. The difference between uh, us and Howard Stern is that we don't need to talk to Tom Brady for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't, we, we can get him. We just don't bother talking to him. We don't, you know, we don't want it. <laughs> hey, guys, a little we get you Tom Brady. Nah, nah it's I'll good. pass. Yeah, you can take him and his fucking six Super Bowls and go stuff it. <laughs> we don't need somebody interesting and the greatest at his game and right. greatest quarterback of all time. Take your TB20, whatever the fuck you call it, and <laughs> hit the bricks. Right. <laughs> hit the bricks, pal. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, the- you you married to the G- Giselle. Right. You have all these rings. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah, you're you know gonna go down as the greatest quarterback to ever live. Wonderful. Everybody in the world wants to play the sport that you're the greatest at. Exactly. But what We're, do you do at 11 p.m. at night? Right. <laughs> you can't scrap up a batch like we can. <laughs> yeah, I bet you. I here you go. That's a good fucking point, Rock. And I'm not just saying this to fill time. Uh, I probably jerk off better than Tom Brady does. Ah, there you go. Take that to the bank. Because I have Sperm a bank. I have a lot more practice. I'm the first one in and last one out. That's what I'm saying when it comes to masturbation. <laughs> Giving it a lot of practice. That's the KM 11 PM right there. That's 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 that workout regimen. Uh, word up. Yeah. Uh, welcome everybody joining us in the chat room. Live number to call in seven one six three two five zero two nine nine. If you want to call in, and uh, it's working. It actually is working. It's not going to go to my you phone. Tested and, it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's not going to go to my phone like it did on the previous show. Constantly, Rocket was just it, like, "Turn off your Bluetooth, idiot!" And I was like, "Oh." So now it now it works. And last show was a big conspiracy about how like fucking Google Voice was like fucking me up, and you know, no, it's, it's just turn off my Bluetooth because I don't know how to use technology. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pretty simple why it didn't work. Yeah, uh, I just read actually before we came on the show, Rock, and this is a big, you read. I read. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it took me a while. <laughs> but it's breaking news about you know we're obviously we're in the pandemic and everybody's full. I'm sure everybody's really pandemic out at this point. I am. I'm done with the pandemic. Oh yeah, I am so done with it. I did read good news the other day that like the fucking corona fucking virus can't last on like hot material like so are in sunlight so that's a good fucking thing 
like if it's hot out or it's like on oh, who says this it's somebody if somebody did some research rock i didn't do it they did some research. Some guy no it was like from a you know joey's research lab <laughs> You know, Spionk in, in Spionk, Ed- Long Island. Oh, no, yeah, you're thinking of the other branch. This one's in Edison, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John D. Noodle checking in. Kieran versus Tom, the, the jerk off. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, I am a better jerk off masturbator than Tom Brady. You can take that to the fucking bank. You could even call Bill Belichick on it. I would imagine he would know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Right. I don't know why Bill Belichick would know. All you know is you're getting getting him involved. Some reason. Oh, there is some there is some weird shit that happened with the Patriots rock. You know, Deflate Gate. The uh, fucking owner went to a rub and tug in fucking That's Naples, true. Florida. There's some you know some fucking shit going on. All right, Karen's got no weird shit. So yeah. to fucking to throw out the idea of Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady's masturbation habits, it's not too far. So wait a minute. Now with this Michael Jordan doc happening that I'm kind of excited about, I'm just because of this conversation. Is it going to be like this Tom Brady Belichick documentary that's going to happen? Is it going to be like this expose style thirty thirty? Why would why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, it's the greatest yeah. coach quarterback fucking combination of all time, Rock. So they he needs to retire in order for us to get that. Who know? fucking he, Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick? No, Brady. All oh, right, they both need. To. I'm thinking of Brady, but right, Belichick's got to retire too, right? Never gonna retire. Brady, Brady, you're gonna get Brady. Oh God, two years tops. Two years tops yeah. before somebody uh, cripples yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, you got to imagine the coach down there in Tampa, whoever it is. Doesn't know how to run the blocking schemes like Bill Belichick did. And he's going right. to get Tom Brady's fucking legs cut off. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Tom, the first time Tom gets tackled yeah. and it really hurts. He's like, what did I do? Tom never Why got, did I leave? Tom never got sacked in Foxborough. Never. No. no. And if he did, it was like. It, it was, was a penalty. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a penalty or it was like a you know flag football hit. You know, like. Oh, right, right. Uh, uh, they put a pillow down for him. Uh, Tom, sorry, uh, Tom. No, he's he's going to Tampa, where yeah. he's got a bunch of twenty-two year olds on the offensive line. Half of them can't read, so you know. Wow! 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 You know, allegations. Yeah, they got over like two tons of human being guarding him, but none of them. Know, the brain, the brain weight is about two ounces combined with all. Not a lot of brain power is what I'm saying, Rock. Took me a while to get there, but you know I got there. Tom's gonna get his legs fucking cut off. So he's you know, so we're going back to the documentary. Tom will be ready to do the documentary in about a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Bill Belichick's gonna be coaching that fucking Patriot team until he's dead. And I would imagine they're gonna keep him on the sideline when he's dead. Just prop him up. <laughs> like a week, weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Just have him there. Sunglasses on. Cool teacher checking in, apparently disagreeing with the uh, content we're providing on this show, Luna Sports Radio. Luna Sports oh, Radio. I, you know, I don't, I don't take that as, I think she's just, you know, it's our alternate name, you know. Uh, all right, so getting back to the, everybody's uh, fucking done with the coronavirus, right? That's what I was yes, talking about? Yes, which, which, um, uh, to the point of Luna Sports, and it had me thinking today. Do we have 2020 fact- flashes? Go ahead. No, yeah, well, yeah, but the fact that of all the sports that's going to save us, it's going to be golf. Golf is going to be the first one back, and people are going to 
like people who don't even watch golf are going to start watching golf. And I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing or just the next layer of hell that we're going into because golf is going to be our quote unquote savior in terms of this pandemic. Right. Uh, Rock, we just got our first phone caller and it went to my phone. (laughs) What the fuck? We just had it set up. Why is it? See, I see the person calling in. Maybe I'll just call them back. Maybe I'll call them. Yeah, call them back. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to call them. Maybe just maybe just turn your phone off. Uh, how do I call them? I don't even know. I've never called anybody on Google Voice before. Oh, here we go. Call here on the air. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Not what I needed tonight. <laughs> Tight. Hey, Adam, I need to tell you about some uh, graphics that are due. This is uh, yeah, really... <laughs> Still on the clock right now. This was the only way I knew how to read you. Right, exactly. Hi, Rory Carf. What's up? Hey, how are you guys? We were just talking about uh, when is the. You would know this. No, wait. I just want to say, you can tell that this is a bad pandemic that Rory's actually calling into the show to to, to uh, participate. That's how you know how bad it is and how bored people very are. Lonely. Rory's like, all very right, lonely. I guess I'll call in. Oh, I can't tell you, Rory. It's it's becoming very very bad in my household. I'm very lonely. This quarantine's fucking me up, man. It really the is. Show looks good though. Like the way you have it set up now. You know, I was um. I was just telling Rocket last week, he can verify this, that now with Zoom, how everybody's doing Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. this could be a big comeback for Lunatic Radio. I hope you so. You get a whole community of viewers. I think this could be big for you guys. I think I think you're actually onto something. The only problem is, is that we have to do shows. <laughs> Sometimes right. that's a What pro- happened? You guys you had, used to have great guests. Bill Burr was on your show. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I was watching the interview last night, that movie, The Interview, with Seth Rogen. Didn't you have the guy who played Kim Jong-un on your show? The comedian? I don't know. I actually never even I fucking saw You had a lot of comedians on yeah. your show. Yeah. A lot of people. Good guess. Yeah. The, the guy from Filter the guy, on your show? Right. There are people that we've had on the show I'm sure I can't even remember. Can't even remember having yeah. that person. Why not book guests? anymore we are uh we're working on it i actually might have one set up for next weekend who knows you know rory you're gonna you when when rocket passed the message along that rory carf i did yes i passed the message show looks good get some fucking guests i was like all right rory's done great in his life he's made some tremendous fucking documentaries i'm gonna listen to that and i'm gonna go get some fucking guests Thank you. You know, the best part about Lunatic Radio used to be the community. You had the message board, people viewing. There used to be chicks getting naked on webcams when webcams were, like, brand new. I mean, I remember that. And I think you can bring it back now with Zoom. Yeah. People, they have meetings of, like, 200 people. That is a little nuts. We can do that, actually, Rock. We can invite fucking guests into the show, right? Is that how we do it? I think we should just have every listener just join the Zoom meeting, and we just all talk. A giant coffee clutch. Uh, That'll help. Yeah. That'll be fun. Hey, Rory, when are they going to make the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick fucking 10-part documentary series? That's what we were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good question. You know, I mean, did you have you seen any of the Belichick documentaries that they have done? They did one on him and Bill Parcells. Yeah, that was and, really good. And they did one on him and Nick Saban. NFL Films has probably the best archive of Belichick and Brady. So I'm sure once Brady retires, he'll do a big one. 
Do you think there's any like? Do you think there's anything the public doesn't know about the Bill Belichick Tom Brady relationship? I mean, I'm sure there's something. I mean, uh, they can get in. You know, it's just whether they're willing to get into it or not. The big, you know, the the thing with the Last Dance documentary, this Michael Jordan project, is that Michael Jordan controlled the footage, and they mm. they documented the whole season with the Bulls. But the prereq was that Jordan had to approve the footage ever being released, and it took this long. So, with Tom Brady and Belichick, I'm sure they would have to review everything and give their approval of what can be allowed in and whatnot. Probably if they mention like the uh, massage parlor with Mr. Kraft. That'll probably have to get removed, but uh, <laughs> other things might be able to make it. Who knows? That's a right. that's a fucking juicy part, though. You know, that's a that's a good one. I like that. I like say I want. I don't want the typical X and O's like fucking play calls and this and that. I want to hear something that I haven't heard, and it would be it would be something juicy like that. It's hard, you know. That's one of the struggles when you're doing any kind of documentary on a public figure. You know, Rocket worked on. Um, the Ric Flair 30 for 30 that I did. Right. And he, he said some revealing things in that. And I remember after, like he mentioned that he slept with 10,000 women in the documentary. And he also mentioned that he masturbated twice a day. I'm sure you were, you were fans of both of those yeah. uh, reveals. Absolutely. They were juicy <laughs> and, reveals. But I remember his manager came up and was like, said to him, oh, we'll make sure that doesn't make the film. And I'm like, those are the two best things yeah, that he right. could say. And Ric Flair, I think in part because he's a wrestler, he just didn't give a shit. So he was okay with revealing all this salacious information, and he was so revealing. But I think viewers really appreciate that when somebody is kind of exposing warts and all, and they're willing to kind of forgive things if you feel like the person's being honest. Right. So So with this Michael Jordan documentary, with him controlling the footage, it's really not like a documentary at all. It's just like... I, I don't know about that. I, I think by controlling the footage, I meant he he had to give permission for it to be used. because, And I think he met with the producer, this guy, Mike Tolan, who I know. He directed the film Radio, and he's done 30 for 30s and whatnot. And I think he, can, he actually did a documentary on Allen Iverson that Jordan liked. So I think that maybe helped convince him. I mean, the reviews for this have been awesome. Mm. If you read online everybody's just kind of saying it's incredible. So I'm sure, like, the things they reveal are probably more like sports things. Right. You know, like things that happened in the locker room or during games that people hadn't heard. Uh, Maybe there's not getting into, like, sex and and that kind of thing. But I'm sure it's interesting. Just because Jordan's so elusive, the guy doesn't do interviews. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Greatest player of all time, right? Is that what we're still going on, or is it Kobe Bryant now that he passed away? What is it? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, I still think it's Jordan, but you got to put what LeBron in the mix, too, right? He's right. Be yes. up there. Was it like didn't didn't LeBron James go to the fucking NBA Finals from like his first season until like just last year or something like that? He went. He went like I mean, he goes like every year, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's hard to argue, and I guess just from a statistics. <clears throat> standpoint. I mean, there's a bunch of different people you could kind of point to. Will Chamberlain, then there's Eras. I mean, this is like kind of why guys love sports, right? It gives you, you drink beer and you can kind of argue about this stuff. Mm. So, right. What hey, do you think? Who is the uh, greatest, here's a, because you did the, the Manning family documentary. Uh, who is the greatest Manning out of the entire family? 
Well, I can tell you the one I like the most. Right, that's is, what I'm saying. Uh, Cooper Manning. Could you the like one who Cooper? Never played in the, he's the he's the most low maintenance Manning by far. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's who I like dealing with. Um, yeah, Peyton was is probably. Uh, obviously statistic wise the best but he's also the most difficult guy to kind of deal with um how so he's very a type personality so he wants to control things ah so yeah he's he's very wanna... different what's that he Sorry. wants to control his fucking narrative he wants to control his image is that, is that what you're saying well we did interview with him in the film and it took a long time to get and the person who set it up for us was his father archie and I'm talking to Archie. is almost like he's like a PR guy. Archie's like, oh, I'm trying to get in touch with Peyton. If I can get this guy to call me back. Right. I'm like, is it your son? Um, so he, and then when he did the interview, he had like a PR guy in the room with him. And uh, he did a great interview. Um, Eli, when he did his interview, he just showed up by himself on the campus of Ole Miss. And he was like, what are we doing? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I like, like this is a classic film, Eli. Film classic Eli. Eli's. The, I, I miss Eli. I miss that he's yeah. not quarterback in the Giants anymore because he is. He is the younger brother, and he is the more like he seems very aloof. Like he knows what's going on, but not really. You know. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think aloof maybe implies that he's not like friendly or, or like he's kind of standoffish. I think he's just chill. You know, yeah. I, uh, as far as. He's not a type personality. He's more laid back, and Archie said that he's more like Eli is more like Olivia, the mom, and Peyton's more like Archie, the dad. Right. And uh, what's fun though is Cooper's the oldest brother, right? And you don't you have an older brother, Kieran? Yeah, I have an older brother. And it's cool to watch them because Cooper's still in charge when they're all together. So Peyton Manning, he you know he doesn't think Peyton Manning's like any any great shit or anything. He's still gonna bust his balls. And let him know what's up. Right. So I like that aspect of it, that Cooper is still the, the big brother no matter what. You worked with uh, fucking Snoop Dogg doing the Coach Snoop. I watched that all that whole fucking series you put together. That was cool. How is it like working with Snoop Dogg, and how is he like off camera? I worked on that too, by the way. Thanks. Oh, congrats. Did you? <laughs> I didn't know you worked on that. I know, it's um, hard to tell. Um. Yeah, uh, Rocket is a very much a nervous Nelly in his professional life. He's I thought like, we're talking oh, about Snoop here. Can we, no, can we stick to the question? No, like, no, I, I just add that. I, I asked the hacking only, question. It's only nine months to put all these graphics together, Rory. I can't do all this in nine months. Ah. You had to do all the graphics for the Coach Snoop documentary thing? Rock, and you I mean, couldn't I had to. I wanted to, and yeah. I, was, I was very grateful to it, but, you know... The, the 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 management team is a little uh, you know shaky, so it, was, it made me a little bit nervous working on that series, not knowing if you're going to hit I'll the t- deadline, make the deadline. Yeah, I made the deadline. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, um, I, and I'll, I'll tell you about Snoop Dogg in a second. But you know, Rocket worked on this new series that we're doing, Shack Life with Shaquille O'Neal, and he, I brought him on, and he's doing all the graphics on the entire series. And when I say graphics. You know, it's almost downplaying what he's doing. He he's kind of creates full scenes using like effects and everything, very funny things. And normally on a big series like this, a huge company is hired. So I lied and bullshit, and I was like, "Yes, I, I'll see if I can get someone on the line from Rocket 
Rocket Graphics. Uh, they have a it's true, no a, true story. A, That's what it's ser- called. Are you serious? That's serious. Oh. Yeah, they have. I'm like they have a full staff. I'll see if I can get their creative director on the line. And uh, we'll see. Uh, I would say the the actual rocket, uh, he doesn't really exist. He he founded the company about 90 years ago. He passed on. So I tried to set it up that it was this huge company because the television networks would get nervous. The truth is Adam handled everything, and he's incredibly talented. I didn't realize he was this talented, and I'm not the only one. People are like, wow, who did these graphics? We need to hire this company and then me selfishly not wanting to lose them i'm like oh no they're uh, they're not in business anymore they told me but that's a true story that was an actual meeting there was emails that rory and i had i guess because you said it rory so i could say R- rory kept emailing like make sure you refer to yourself as we like as if you're more than one person like really make, that's like, hilarious people yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Well, he's he's he does a great job, and he's uh, incredibly talented. And also, I think he stresses, but he always gets everything done ahead of time. Yeah. So he's great to work with on these things. And um, and getting to Snoop Dogg, I I think Snoop is awesome to work with, and he's one of the hardest working dudes I've ever been around. And it's almost like he's so busy with all of his projects and things that. Uh, sometimes it's just hard to kind of wrangle him mm. and get him to do what what you need him to do. But he's incredibly loyal, uh, hard worker, smokes a lot of pot, and kind of almost acts high when he's not smoking pot. Uh, <laughs> it's just baseline <laughs> is when he's smoked a lot of weed. So, yeah. Uh, this is yeah, liter- he's great, man. There's literally a day. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. bro. There's a day. I mean, you well, can't go a fucking day without either seeing Snoop Hearing Snoop's music, like at least living out here in Arizona, is like the West Coast type thing. Like the guy is everywhere. Snoop is constantly everywhere. He's been around since like we were all in like middle school. I mean, he's been around forever Mm -hmm. and is still relevant. How many people can you say from that era are still relevant? And right, he's he's so smart. And one of the things, the real smart, successful to me entertainers. They're really good at delegating. Like, he's not a micromanager at all. He picks the people he wants around them, and then he lets them do their thing. That's what he's done with me. And uh, I'll tell you a quick Snoop Dogg story. Uh, For Coach Snoop on Netflix, Netflix did not want to hire me as the production company. Mm -hmm. They just wanted me to direct the series. They wanted to use a bigger production company. They wanted to use Peter Berg's production company. He's like a director. He does all these Mark Wahlberg movies. And I got really, like, upset because I was like, no, I want to run the show. And right. I had already done stuff with Snoop. And my my agent told me, look, you should just take the directing gig because Snoop's going to go with this company and you're going to get left in the cold because, look, he doesn't give a fuck about you. So you need to, like, come to grips with reality. And I was like, no, you're wrong. Like, Snoop, like, we're friends, whatever. So I called him up upset about it. And I was like, Snoop, they're going to freeze me out of the show. I don't know what to do. And he's like, well, uh, are you going to be on this phone call coming up in like 30 minutes? And I'm like, phone call? What are you talking about? What phone call? He's like, well, I'm going to send you this phone number. You just call in and don't say shit during the call. Just listen. (laughs) So I call in 
there's like 40 people on this thing <laughs> from Netflix, Peter Berg's company, mm. all these people. I'm not invited on it. It was like mm. high school all over again. Everyone's getting together. I'm left out. And uh, I, they're talking as if this company is going to do the show already. Like, it's already a foregone conclusion. And everyone's yucking it up, agents, managers. Finally, Snoop gets on. And he's, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, that all sounds good. But look, I ain't doing shit until you all talk to my partner. And he, I think he actually said it, partner, like that. My partner, <laughs> Rory Cox. He's like, you need to get with that motherfucker because I don't do shit without Rory. And then he just hung up. And it was awesome. No and shit. My agent, it was, my agent called me up afterwards. He's like, dude, that was so fucking cool that he did that. Yeah. And, uh, I'll never forget that that he did, and I told him that much. What was it? So, it? Like he just took a liking to you personally? Like you're, you know what I think it was. In all honesty, I, the first thing that we did together was this show called Snoop and Son, mm. which was about um, uh, Snoop and his son Cordell. Oh yeah, football, high, right? High school football, Bishop Gorman, right? And Snoop, like he was never really much of a family man, but he always kind of wanted to be a family man. He just didn't know how. Because, I mean, this guy, for a period of time, was an actual pimp, you know? Like, in the early 2000s, he was pimping hopes. And, and, and sort of this kinder, gentler version of Snoop, like, when he's in his 40s. Like, he wants to be a loving dad. And I kind of pushed him in that direction. Like, he told me he never told his son, I love you. He actually told me this off camera. Wow. And I'm like, how could you not tell your son you love him? He's like, I don't do that soft ass shit like you, Rory. He goes, he knows. I don't have to tell him. And I go, I go, dude, you better tell him. I go, he's going to be in a psychiatrist's office. I mean, if you don't, you, and I said, well, you're going to tell him we're going to film it. So he told it to him on camera. He's like, yo, man, you know, I don't say it, but you know, I love you, right? I, I do. And, he, and I think he was really grateful that I pushed him to spend time with mm. his kids. And he, like, got closer with his wife. You know, Snoop's been married over 20 years to uh, the same woman. So uh, I think, like, we just formed a bond because the topic was really important to him. Right. He didn't get paid to do the show at all because his son was an amateur athlete. He couldn't accept money for it. So it wasn't about money for him. He just wanted to get closer to his family. And uh, he's told me that I helped facilitate that for him. So I think that's what led to kind of our bond. That was a great little series. I actually watched that. I just remember watching that because that Bishop Gorman high school fucking program is like a dynamo. And I was so, it was like my first inter- introduction to that that Bishop Gorman high school team in uh, Las Vegas, I believe it is. And it, it, was a, it was a really good documentary. It was a really good fucking series. Thank I liked you. It. Yeah. You want to hear a funny story about Snoop and my sex life? Absolutely, if there is one. Okay, here we go. So, Snoop... When I, a couple of years ago, when I was uh, getting divorced, mm. he calls me. He calls me into his sprinter van. We were on a shoot. Mm. He has a sprinter van that he goes in, and he partakes in his weed smoking in there. He kind of goes there to escape. <laughs> and I thought I was in trouble. Was like, look, I need to talk to motherfucking Rory. So I get in there, and he's like, "Hey, man, I, I heard what you're going through with the divorce." And he's like, "That really broke my heart." And he's like, "How are your boys doing?" And we started talking, and I, he took his sunglasses off, and he was—he had tears coming down out of his eyes. It like wow. the way we were talking about family and everything. It like it touched him. He goes, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know, anytime you need me, I'm here for you." 
He goes, you call me anytime. And he's like, if I, you need me to talk to you off the ledge, you know, he's like, whatever you do, you know, you don't kill a bitch. He's like, you just keep your head up high. <laughs> and then he was telling me all these things. And I was like, well, Snoop, you know, I don't want to bother you. You're busy. He's like, you're never bothering me. Call me anytime, wow. day, noon, or night. I'm like, all right. So it's like a couple months later, maybe around Christmas, I give him a shout. I text him. Nothing. No response mm. during the holidays. Then I hit him up again maybe around Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm sad, Snoop. Uh, how did you deal with blah, blah, blah? Nothing. No response. No text back. No phone calls. Then I think I hit him up a couple of weeks later. Hey, man, like, uh, I'm going out on a date. Nothing. No, and I'm like, did this guy change his number? I haven't heard anything from him. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I went out and uh, had a successful night with the uh, females, and I texted Snoop the next day. I go, hey, Snoop, just wanted to give you a heads up. I made love to my first black woman. <laughs> Literally within 10 seconds, my phone rang, and it was him. And he's like, details, please, details. <laughs> so, is it true what they say? Once you go, you never go back. So, that was, uh, <clears throat> that was... <laughs> That's hilarious. A little sneak tip. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Well, Rory, it was nice fucking catching up with you, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to take over your show. But... No, it was good. It was good. No, it was... it's great. It's it was, it was nice of you to call and you become a, a tremendous successful person in the. Uh, it's true. Since your yeah. time here with the Lunatic Radio Show. You know, I think you guys have to keep pushing forward. I told Rocket this that, Kieran, you're too good not to. The fact that you still haven't given up is a testament to your will. And you or guys should build yourself as one of the first ever podcasts. Well, now every, everyone has one, but you guys were the first. That means something. We figured it out. We're, the, we're one of the first internet radio shows as far as probably one of the first podcasts. But Adam Curry, that fucking dweeb. <laughs> he really has. He really is the first podcast because he. T- I heard him told the story about how he became known as the first podcast because he was actually working with Apple on like the coding to make podcasts. So he is the first podcast. But yeah, you're right. We've been around forever. First internet radio show around the first internet radio show doing a, doing it for a long time. I don't know why we're still and doing you're still it. Still kicking. And the thing is, you were doing incredibly professional shows when it was really hard to get the show. Like, you had to look for it and find it and be dedicated and have a, you know, a good internet modem. And all. now, everything with technology, it's like, you know, you just have to kind of break through. Dude, you'll be like Rodney Dangerfield. You'll make it when you're in your 50s, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you see, though, with the kids that do podcasts, you see it, though. They're still lazy with the technology they're given. Like, they're not putting any production effort into their podcast. There's there's millions of podcasts out there where it's like either even if it's a video podcast, it's a dude with a piece of sheetrock behind him with the fucking room lighting. It's like do something like make it look good. Make like it. It's not only like what you say onto the microphone. It's also what we're looking at too. It's got to look good. No one's got to pay true. You well, you also guys you used to have though like a formatted show. Mm. It seems now it's a little more like rambling and, you know, <laughs> bullshitting. Now, that was good at times, but you used to have, like, a set segment, yeah. like, with interviews, and you'd also have, like, uh, you know, your little... Uh, uh, one of my favorites 
segment. Rocket told me I can't talk about it because it's from his past, so I won't mention it. But oh, it was hilarious. I know what you're talking you, about. It is amazing. Yeah, you bring <laughs> up your personal life. Or I remember you would, you, you would talk all about your dating. You date, you dated some girl from the show, Kieran. And oh, yeah. was like, you know, she yeah, was hot. That's what people like, you know? And, uh, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll get back into doing that. How about that? Well, we're, I mean, I'm actually, uh, I made some strides to make the show look better. I haven't, like, got to put together yet. It looks good. But no, it'll, look, world, it'll look better in a couple of weeks. It'll actually look better. I got more cameras. I just, I just think the world does respond to people that it sounds cliche they, cliche that just don't quit you know mm. that keep going and going and going um because it's so easy just to throw in the town i know you guys have done it a couple of different times but you always come back we so always come back. i think the universe is going to greet you well if you just can kind of push through this final barrier All right. that's my prediction well there you go rory i'll take that to heart and i'll push through you ready, Rock, to push through, Rock? <laughs> yeah. Rock's been trying to quit you need this to get You need to get Rocket to be in the delivery room and call in like I called in from the delivery room right. so many years ago. Yeah, right, That's what Rock. You need to do. What happened? He's got a kid on the it's way. on me. I get it. It's yeah. on me. Rory used, the to, anchor here. Rory used to call from the hospital parking lot. Hey, Karen, it's Rory. My wife's about to give birth. You ready for some drunk calls? <laughs> like, he literally would do that. <laughs> He put his bag on a That's forehead. right, the drunk call hotline, that could make a comeback. Yeah. Think about it. People uh, are desperate for content. Race car Johnny check-in. He, he uh, tell Rory I love his NASCAR stuff. It's amazing. There you go. It is. Race car Johnny, yeah. All right, Rory, what's thank you. With, what's up with Vox these days? Any signs from Vox? Vo- oh, my <laughs> God. Rory's pulling out whole thing. <laughs> I did see her on the internet recently. I oh, think the internet. Really? She's a, she's a friend of me on something. I wonder That's if she nice. still has that great ass. Man, her ass was unreal. <laughs> she's like 40 she's, now. Yeah, she's 40 now. She was like 21 back in the day. Nice. All right. Well, man. I just want to check in, give you my well wishings, and uh, rock it. I'll talk to you tomorrow in our business yep. life, and uh, I'll keep watching All every right. week. Thanks, Thank you, Rory. Rory. You're the best. Thanks, Rory. I love him dearly, Rory. It was, it was a, right, it was a tight phone call. Mm. I guess he left. There he goes. Rory Karf, the yeah. great Rory Karf, uh, director and producer of many of documentary, 30 for 30 series. Rock, right. what has he done? I, I, and many things that I've been on as well. A lot of stuff that Rock has done. Rock has has uh, gained some work. He's a sweetheart. He is so, he's really good. I never sometimes know. he just sometimes he just doesn't care and he's just like shut up and go work and because I don't he literally texted me once he's like I'm jerking off just figure it out um, but other than that you know he's he's the best yeah uh, yeah if you want to call in seven one six three two five zero two nine nine shout out to race car Johnny and I believe his uh, happy birthday happy birthday to your son race car Johnny he wants to want to oh happy birthday I, I lost the message because Rory was yabbing. Jace, happy birthday to Jace, Jace. down there, in Miami, Florida. Race oh, car happy Johnny's birthday! Uh, I texted him to see if his part of Florida had his the beaches open, but it wasn't by him because I'm curious to see what this uh, <clears throat> quote unquote test is going to do by letting people run wild. Well, here's the thing: the pandemic. Rock, it, they say that the the coronavirus does not last a long time in sunlight. 
Okay. So the opening of the beaches in Florida might not be a big deal because of sunlight, and it's starting to get warmer down there. So it might. Uh, it, I think. I think actually heat might might you know kill it quicker than than uh, you know you up there in fucking New York where it's just festering everywhere. I know. <laughs> like the coronavirus is you know fucking buying a train ticket and taking it to Ron Kongama. Like it just lives. It's just the coronavirus. And just stopping at every. Po- it's the local too. <laughs> stopping everywhere. Stopping at that random place like Douglaston. Like what train stops here? Honestly, they wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind the coronavirus just stopping at Wine Dance for a while. No. Oh man, you know. Hey, Amityville. <laughs> local one. I, I, I was actually having a conversation with my wife this morning. I'm like, man, like the amount of money that's going into this. Our taxes are just going to get. Like so high, I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe we should move to like Arizona or something. There you go, Rock. Nah, I got a hard no. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. Fuck yourself, no. Kind of level of no. it is. It is living in Arizona is like living on the fucking moon. It really is. Yeah, it's like I the know. moon. It's the moon with fucking mini marts. But I tried, Karen. So yeah. at least you know I tried. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've. This is like the first time in a while. I mean, since you guys got the pandemic so bad over there in New York, I was like, this is the first time in a while. I was like, man, I'd rather fucking, I like thought to myself, I was like, I'd rather be in Arizona than New York. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, word up. All right, Rob. Yeah, it's cool t-shirt between a rock and a Kieran. Yes. Yes. Finally uh, that, somehow that can get used. Uh, let's do a uh, quick break because I got to regroup. I didn't know Rory Crawford's going to call in. I got to figure. Why do you have to regroup? I, it's quick. It's like two seconds. I need a. I need a little thing. Do you, gotta, do you have to poop? Do you have to poop? I don't have to poop, Rock. All right. All right. Taking a break. MoreLunaticRadio.com show. Right after uh, these words. What up, everybody? That's what I wanted to talk about, Rock. <clears throat> that is a disgusting act. Uh, oh, your boy? Joe Buck. Yeah, when I saw that article, I immediately thought of you. Really? Yeah. Uh, Everything shows. about that article was you. Like, Joe Buck, how, your infatuation with him, and then the whole porn angle. I was like, this, this is... What? This is all Kieran. What sports broadcaster would actually take that job? Getting offered yeah, to no, do, yeah, no, no. but is there? But I'm asking, is there one that could actually pull it off? Taking the million bucks from the porn. Oh, side. I get it. Pull it off. A little play. No, 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 not a wacky hijink play on words. <laughs> like, is there a sports anchor out there that could do it and then return to calling games? Yeah, no. Not one. I think they knew that he like right. It's about the publicity stunt. They knew he wasn't going to. He 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 handled it so well. Like it was great. He's like how like he made the comment like how he already gave them so much money, so he'd be getting his money back. Like right. that was awesome in a way. Yeah. No. It. it uh... Do you know what I'm talking about? His comment. He said. No, I don't. I what I, I know. He tweeted about it. Like him and his wife were joking around about it. Well, right. He said, like, the amount, you know, because he'd be getting his money back, ins- in- ins- insinuating that he's paid for porno sites before, which is ah. you know, a little self-deprecating, which is kind of cool. I don't know if self-deprecating is the right word, but, you know, he's kind of <laughs> playing into it. He just didn't, you know, he kind of, you know, made, he, he, you know, enjoyed the moment, so to speak, you know. 
Yeah, it was Joe, cool of him. Yeah, Joe Buck, uh, you know, trying to be one of the normal guys, you know? It like, was good. Uh, I, yeah. I think, you know, that considering how much everyone kind of hates Joe Buck, or a lot of people hate Joe Buck, you know, it was kind of nice to see that. Um, I think he's overused personally, but whatever. Yeah, I, we, I don't need to hear Joe Buck calling you us. No, there's no, there's no, there's no sports announcer um, that's going to do it and then have a job the next day. I mean, that's just the harsh reality of it. I, I was just trying to think, though, like, there is no, there really isn't one. I'm like trying to think of one that has a quirky enough personality to where you you could be accepting of him calling. Or her, or her, or her, or her. Calling a cam live. You want to hear what's her cam- name from the Yankees? What's her name? Susan. Susan Wallman. <laughs> <laughs> Susan Wallman doing that would be. Carrie, can you give me an idea of what that might sound like? Put the cork in the vagina. Sound like a bird. It sounded like a bird getting raped. What was that? What was that whole line she did when Roger Clemens came out? Like, uh, she screaming. Roger Clemens is in George Steinberg's box or something. <laughs> What was that? Yeah, let me see if I can find that somewhere. <laughs> yes, we need Susan to do that. That would be, man, uh, incredible. Uh, is in. Uh, oh, I think I. Wow, I didn't even have to write it. <laughs> it just knew. It just knew I was going to it. Here it is. I think I have it right here. That just sounds like a porno. Of all the dramatic things, of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box, announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee, and there we go. Oh my God! She really went nuts. That That is a disgusting there. What? It's like like a little bit of a porn right there with her in the box and. Humming and all that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I can, th- I can listen to her do anything. I mean, her voice could kill a dog. Roger Clemens is in George's box. And- so people had to listen to that live. They couldn't leave their cars. Like, that was the Yankee game, and she just lost her shit in the middle Where of the Where was uh, Sterling during that? How come he wasn't saying I would, anything? She, he probably went into a coma as she started saying Roger Clemens is coming back. Oh, my goodness. And that voice screaming next to you, I mean, Sterling's 81 years old. That totally knocked him out. It knocked him out. That goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things, of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box announcing he is back. <sighs> Not to get sidetracked, but that was pretty, like, TV-esque drama that Roger Clemens pulled doing that that day. Yeah, well, yeah, but he he left the Yankees and he came back to the Yankees. That was yeah, was, yeah, right. Yeah, and then he was like appearing in the box, like, and they I guess they kept it quiet. Roger and Clemens, so, like, and they like essentially announced it live, right? And during the game, he came to yeah, yeah, yeah and he, yeah. he was waving, yeah, yeah. But you know, New York likes this drama. That's what happens. Yeah. That's why fucking New York is the is, is, is the best. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So there's the broadcaster that we all would like to hear. Call cam shows instead of Joe Buck. Um, yeah, this is what I've been trying to get there since, since the top of the show. Rory Carve called in, then we get off to the, uh, all this other stuff. 
the coronavirus could linger longer in te- testicles, making men what? prone to longer, more severe That's cases of the true. illness. According to a new study, Rock. That's not true. How it's is not? How is it? It's not. It's not blood. Uh, tr- it's not a blood transfusion like AIDS or HIV. Uh, so no. No, I don't know where you what are you, what are you where are you getting your shit from? New York Post, Rock. It's the fucking Bible. Read it. Uh, researchers live tra- in the test. Hold on, give it a chance. Researchers tracked the, the, the recovery of sixty-eight patients in uh, Mumbai, India. Rock. Oh, now it's, oh. it's in Mumbai uh, to study the gender disparity of the virus, which has taken worse toll on men, according to a preliminary report post on. Medrix, which hosts unpublished medical research papers that have not been <laughs> reviewed. All right, maybe this is horseshit. It's from it's from a you know a slew of documents that haven't been reviewed by actual physicians. Kieran gets his news from like like the Star magazine. Well, you know, like uh, yeah. All right, or or rather, Kieran doesn't read the whole article, and the last line says, "This is not truth." Well, you know what? The first paragraph was just one sentence, and. I believe it, Rock. <laughs> uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it's true, Karen. Let's see. Don't worry. It doesn't let's live see. in the Later on the article. That's says, what you needed to get to. But, but later on, it says in the article, but since testicles are walled off from the immune system, the virus could harbor there for longer periods of time uh, than the rest of the body, according to the study that has not been reviewed by anybody who studies fucking viruses. <laughs> That's what I made that up. It's That's not. It's a, it's a. It's a. It, it's not a. Bl- it's not blood. It's not a blood trans uh, transfusion. I guess disease. Like it can't be. No, it's not. It's not because there's nothing else in the testicles that would be some place for it to store. Like it's not hanging out in the testicles. Uh, I don't know. That's what it's saying, Rock. It's what's saying it here. I don't know. I kind of believe it. Links in- so then, okay, okay. So let, let's just let's just go down this road. Yeah. So dude. it's in the testicles, and how does it? How does it get? Then transfer to somebody else. Does somebody? Does somebody's dick have to sneeze somehow? Have you ever heard of seagulling rock? <laughs> the yes, Sea-gling. guy Kieran McCann once told me about it. Seagulling, docking, blowing of goon. I believe that is the medical term for that. Blowing Honestly. of goon. <laughs> Doctor McCann is really up on this. Uh, I want to call. Can they then tell me to fucking call a fucking camp show? I would love to call a camp show. I would yeah, love to see a camp, a camp show. show. I want to call a camp show. Uh, I thought the coronavirus was a respiratory virus. Well, we're it learning is. something new, John D. Noodle. We're well, learning something we're new. Learning. Learning's the wrong choice of words. Uh, kind of making up as we go. Let's see. Uh, let's see. They determined that uh, the average amount of time for female patients to be cleared of the virus is four days, while men saw recoveries that, on average, were two days longer. That means for two more days, Rock, it's fucking hovering around the ball sack. It's because female immune systems are just generally better than males. It's hovering around it's just, the ball. This is what it is. Just is what it is. So you don't believe that a predominantly respiratory illness that affects the He's lungs. not hanging out in the balls. It, yes, I don't believe that. It doesn't, it doesn't just like, it hangs out in the chest for a while, fucks up your chest, like, ah, you're not going to breathe. 
But don't worry, we're gonna make a travel. We're gonna travel to your balls and linger for two days longer. Yeah, it, it doesn't have a brain and be like, oh, where can we hide out for a few days? <laughs> Let's go to the ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna find us there. It's like a like a dark alley. Yeah. Like no one's gonna look down there. Can't lice all us. Can't lice all us down there. Yeah. <laughs> what what uh, kind of? What kind of <laughs> Uh yeah. What shitty Yahoo news feed Actually, John D. John D. Noodle in the, from Germany in our chat room. By the way, fucking subscribe to the Lunatic Radio Show on YouTube so you can chat with us live when we do the show. Because John yes. D. Noodle right now from Germany, he's fucking four or five thousand miles away from us. He's giving us gems in the fucking chat room. John D. Noodle is saying that this could be known if this is true that the fucking coronavirus lingers in the testicles of a male mm-hmm. for two days longer. Okay. If that is found to be true, okay. we can now change the name of the coronavirus to the BJ virus. Oh, I see what you're saying there. Because girls will be doing... I see what he's saying. Girls will be doing the old sucky-sucky rock, and then they take a goon to the face. But no rimming. No rimming. New York City Public Health. Yeah. Uh, Tommy's testicles... <laughs> the research out of the Tommy's Testicles Research Company. Yeah, right. Uh, Tommy, Tommy's Testicles. Um, that's a cool teacher in the chat room, by the way. Uh, other research, others have suggested that men are more vulnerable because they are more likely to smoke cock. Yes. Oh. And have high blood pressure or that suffer. was written. No smoke. <laughs> the cock is not in there. Oh, Kieran wishes uh, that should be a new bit. Rock. I'll read like a paragraph and just throw it, throw words in there, and you have to guess oh. what words were just thrown into the article that I just made up. Sounds pretty easy. <laughs> uh, for example, this protein known as the pussy. Juice converting enzyme two. Which words did I throw in there, Rock? It's not that. It's not so much that the words you added. It's it's the giant pause you take before. You <laughs> oh, add is the that words. the big indicator? <laughs> That's kind of the uh, tell. Let me try it again, Rock. This pussy, comma, known as the pussy juice converting enzyme two. This is just like the worst form of Mad Libs ever. <laughs> Stupid lips. <laughs> Billy Balls live from the scene. <laughs> Billy Balls. John D. Noodle. John D. Noodle from a distance. By the way, live, live uh, number to call on 718. Yeah, we need another call. Seven, we have like one more caller. 716-325-0299. Rock, I've been watching, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, everybody's trying to, you know, d- get the content out, right? You know, you're watching content, you you're quarantined up, so you're watching a lot of movies. I've kind of uh, run out of... Watch Shack Life. I worked on it. It's, uh, we got it out early. I'll, I'll watch the Fushnik and Shack Life. On TNT. And TNT. I don't even know what channel TNT is, but I'll watch it, Rock. I'll watch it just for the graphics. I won't watch Aww. for any other reason other than the graphics. I watched uh, the movie... Uh, I, I started re- resorting back to watching the teen movies that came out when I was a younger person. Oh, I thought movies with teens in them. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I watched the movie Can't Hardly Wait with oh sure Jennifer sure. Jennifer Love Hooters. 
Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, did you? I didn't realize how because uh, now we live in this world of uh, everybody is very inclusive. Certain words aren't allowed to be said anymore, right, Rock? Sure. Everything's kind yeah. of politically correct. Well, if you watch yeah. the movie that at the time was deemed as like a cookie cutter teen movie, if you go back and watch it now, because you probably forget what happened, actually takes place in the movie. There's a lot of fucking things said in that movie that wouldn't be said in movies this day and age. Yeah. I believe it. Like, can you give me an example? Uh, well, um, though it, I believe it, of course, but well, though, I'll just say the word "fag" is thrown around like no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just fucking and a lot of stereotypes of like Asians and and, and blacks and you know it, it. Yeah, it's. I'm just like wow. I was like wow. I, I watched this movie, you know, when it came out, because I love Jennifer Love Hewitt's tits. Um, wow. But I'm not realizing, you know, it was a cookie cutter movie. I didn't realize how fucking it's weird how you live in in society changes and then things become so dated. You know what I mean? Like movies like that are so dated. And it's almost, I don't know, it's so weird. It's like you don't want to become politically correct, but you do. Like I did. We're just watching it. Yeah, it just. I was just like, I mean, I do it. Just listen to old shows of ours. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus, we cannot say that shit. <laughs> and I, it's basically from the moment one to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there I've, I've listened back to old shows that we've done, and I've, there are things like, that wow, I've said. Like a different time. There are things that I've I've said, and I was just like, whoa, man, I can't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad one. I was like, yeah. well, if I ever run for Congress, that one's going to come back up. <laughs> that one's not hard to find. I just found it six beers Jared, deep. you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> You're not running for Congress. Yeah, I'm not. Don't worry about it. Although our president uh, is giving me hope, Rock. Oh, right, that's true. I mean, if he can do it, right? Why not? Why not McCann? Uh, cool teacher chicken and uh, testy bestie here at the news desk. Uh, Billy Balls live from the scene. Great movie. Can't hardly wait. Yes, go back and watch it, Rock. Can't hardly wait with Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt. Yeah, wow. Jennifer Love Hewitt. You can almost do, and maybe we'll do it on next week's show. You can do a top five list of the hottest chicks from can't hardly wait there are so many hot chicks in can't hardly wait i mean it's been so long so i'm I'm just gonna pop that up real quick let me see if i can let me see if i can find uh you know i was watching the other day uh bedazzled with uh elizabeth hurley elizabeth oh wow Uh, what's his name elizabeth fraser brendan fraser brendan yeah what happened to that guy yeah that's what i was wondering too like what is he doing where yeah where did he go yeah, Brendan Fraser, because I, feel, I don't know how to say his I name. Feel, I feel like Brendan Fraser, or Fraser. Fraser. I feel like he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go get a fucking desk job. <laughs> and just did, and disappeared. <laughs> and he just left. He just left. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be a movie star. I'm just going to go work at Kinko's. Yeah. Because yeah, he had a few films, and then he just kind of pieced out. Not just a few films. He, had, he, he, was a, he was a movie star. He was a movie fucking star. Can't hardly wait. Here yeah, but I mean, yeah, but there was like a, it was like the during that stretch, you know, it wasn't like he pulled it like a tw- like twenty years. I don't think he had like a um, career. Uh, I don't know. Though. He, no, he, he, it was certainly more than a decade. Yeah. Brendan, Brendan Fraser got totally effed in a divorce and almost lost everything. That coming in from John what Dean. is this? There's like a drama to this. John Dean Noodle. I need to know more. It. The last two days on this on this radio program, John Dean Noodle from Germany has been. 
a force to be reckoned with with the fucking <laughs> really I need is. to know more about what happened to Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Here's I don't Ken, know what happened. Here's Can't Hardly Wait. I forgot wait. Seth Green was in Car- Can't Hardly Wait. By the way, you can't look like a smaller man than Seth Green looks like in uh Jesus. Seth, Seth Green just he just knows he's short. He is fucking You think I'm tiny? Seth Green is three inches no. shorter than me. No, you you would tower over Seth Green. Seth Green is fucking tiny. <laughs> yeah, he is a tiny. He looks so small. Like he he has that bathroom scene in Can Harley Way where he's sitting next to the redhead who you see in the images about the kind of licking some dude's face. Um, he's sitting next to her on the bath uh, bathtub. He's wearing the goggles on his head, talking like a gangster. But you look, I I get distracted by what he's saying as as an actor because his. His his shoulders are so narrow for a man. <laughs> I'm just like, man, this guy's is he alive? He's so small. His head looks so big on his body. All right. How he's like five four. It list. You know what? It, you know what? Uh, the internet lists him. It lists him at five four. So you know he's probably shorter. Than that. He's totally shorter. Seth Green's the real great. Hiding. Actors are short. Look at Tom Cruise. He's five seven, but Seth Green is. is Wait, Tom Cruise is five seven? No way, Tom he's, Cruise is five. That's seven. what the internet says. So he's dude, probably short. Dude, five five. They totally like rig every scene that Tom Cruise is in, so he looks like somewhat same. Height. I have seen that shit where they put the uh, same thing. They, they totally they, they rig the, every. They scene. do the same shit with uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Let's get back here. to Brendan. That's right, Encino Man. Brendan Fraser. I got to pull up his IMDb. Because mm. I need to. I think we need to dive deep into the. We need, Brendan could be like a Brendan Fraser. Yeah, we're gonna make the new serial like podcast, and but we're gonna dive deep into Brendan Fraser, <laughs> the Brendan Fraser. Uh, we're gonna be like searching we're for find Brendan. Out. We're gonna get interviews with like people who know him and like what happened to him. People telling fucking anecdotes about you know weird meetings with Brendan Fraser at the <laughs> Mini Mart. I was walking into this Mini Mart. It was about seven a.m. It was on a yeah. This, where's this IMDb? It was a December day. Uh, 1998. Yo, pull up his IMDb. His picture is creepy as fuck. Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Yeah, what's up with him, man? Brendan... Fraser. Brendan Fraser. F-R-A-S-E-R. That's what I'm going to call him. Brendan Fraser. IMDb? (laughs) Yes. He's got... He's, like, got this creepy... Like, it is... Whoever thought this was a good idea to use as his uh, publicity photo. Brendan Fraser. How do you say his name? Fraser? Fraser? How is that a creepy photo? That's not a bad photo. With his hands folded, like, awkwardly, and he's just looking so angry? He just looks like Johnny Generic. That looks kind of creepy to me, man. Here's Brendan Fraser. That doesn't look good. Brendan Fraser. That's not a good look. Brendan Fraser. (laughs) Fraser. What's his name? That's bad when you've been a Hollywood actor for 20 years and people are like, is it Fraser or Fraser? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shithead. Can uh, I just call you Brendan? Uh, Brendan in Fraser. In the army was, now. He was uncredited. He's in the uh, army go, now. Here we go. He, uh, Brendan Fraser was born in Indianapolis, Indiana to Canadian parents, was. Carol Mary. He was born in Indiana to Canadian parents? What's that about? I need to know more about that. And uh, Peter... Peter Fraser, a journalist and travel executive. Uh, this guy. Brendan Fraser is of Irish, Scottish, German, Czech, French, Canadian ancestry. So he's all over the fucking map. Wow. As his parents frequently move, Brendan can claim affinity with Ottawa, Indianapolis, Detroit, Seattle. 
Karen's like just X's across all these cities. <laughs> I'm not going there anytime soon. Yeah, Ottawa oh, no. X, Hold Detroit on. X. Not only Seattle. Ottawa, Indianapolis, Detroit, Seattle, London, and Rome. Okay, you snooty prick. What like is, it, this it makes can't, no sense. Like it, it can't be like fucking Oklahoma, Wine Dance, fucking Bridgeport. It's got to be these great places. Ottawa, other than Ottawa, Indianapolis. <laughs> Detroit. Well, it's not. Ottawa. Um, let's see. Let's Isn't see. Ottawa the capital of Canada, though? Uh, his early exposure to theater, practically, uh, particularly in London, led him to Seattle's Cornish Institute. After graduation, he found a minor role as a sailor number one in the River Phoenix uh, dogfight, 1991, and then uh, then somewhat more substantial roles in Encino Man, 1992, School Ties, 1992. I remember School Ties. That was a very... Uh, I remember Encino, man. I can't believe that was one of his first roles. It was very homoerotic, that School Ties movie. Encino Man? Oh, School Ties. Encino Man? Yeah, a bunch of boys. A bunch of boys in a dormitory. Oh, right. School Ties. Yes, I remember it now. Yeah, for sure. A bunch of... That was like one of those HBO films. Slapping. By the way, you know who who was the writer for that, School Ties? Because I'm looking at it. Dick Wolf? Everyone's favorite Dick Wolf, dude. There has got to be a documentary about Brendan Fraser. We like a deep dive into Brendan uh, Fraser. Uh, Brendan Fraser. First of all, there is there is some serious information. The whole first episode of the documentary series has got to be on how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking episode starts out that way. Uh. By the way, for everyone out oh, wait, there, wait, you're wait. welcome. For us not talking about the pandemic, you're welcome. He expresses a preference for playing fish out of water men. The fuck does that mean? That means he likes to play the aloof character. What do you think about that, Rock? Brendan Fraser. You, that's twice in a show you use the word aloof. Twice? I like the word aloof, Rock. I use it I a lot. I don't think you use it right. I don't think you use it right. In aloof. either circumstance. <laughs> he likes to play aloof men. Yes, aloof. Like, you're just like, ah. Would you say his character in Blast from the Past was aloof? I don't remember Blast from the Past. Was oh, that come it? on, where his family built the underground. I don't watch, um, I don't watch homo films, Rock. <laughs> I can't say that. It's got Christopher Walken in it. Come on. It was like where they built the underground bunker, and then he decided, like, they decided. I don't know, watch it. I didn't watch gonna, that one. Dude, Blast from the Past? I've never uh, had... It's a great rom-com. Great rom-com. I don't watch the rom-coms, Rock. Yes, you do. Shut up. I do not. Uh, you, you just watched the one with Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's a rom-com. Uh, wow. Uh, John D. Noodle's wondering uh, uh, if Brendan Fraser was conceived during orgies. Hmm. Like, was his, did his mom frequent orgies? That could be episode three. Uh, maybe his the mom documentary series, right? Like what his mom does on the weekends. Like she works hard during the week, wow. and then on Saturday nights it's orgy night, and she just. I mean, she's Canadian, so it's you know, you know it's a wild card. You it, don't know, you know, like middle aged men set up poker nights for Saturdays. Maybe her mom, his Bridget Fraser's mom, was organizing orgies just so she can part- participate. Brendan Fraser, according to Cool Teacher, Brendan Fraser has claimed he was blacklisted from Hollywood after an alleged sexual assault. Uh oh, Rock looked that up. Rock looked that up. So I think we looked that up. Brendan Fraser's <laughs> sexual assault. I want to know. 
Brendan Fraser sexual assault. Google's going to get confused because it's not going to know the spelling. Did you mean Brendan? Brendan Fraser sexual assault. Sexual assault on what? Though so we're doing the serials podcast like real time. Here. Sexual assault on what? Oh. Was it, it probably wasn't a female. Let's see here. The first article that comes up from Variety, which is a credible source. Sexual assault. Brendan Fraser a- says HFPA ex-president sexually assaulted him. Wait. What? See? What, what, what? See? Everything's weird with Brendan Fraser. You're thinking sexual assault. Okay. Brendan went out and got a little hanky, a little handsy with a hot But chick. why would he? Oh, so he was blacklisted in the other way because he, he he felt like he was. And meanwhile, the HFPA, I don't know what the HFPA is for. They're like, how about go fuck yourself? And we're going to blacklist you. Bre- uh, Brendan Fraser is joining the hashtag Me Too movement, coming forward on Thursday with allegations of sexual like, assault by an ex-president this- of Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Oh, that's it. A Hollywood Foreign Press Association. That's a big deal. This was as of uh, February 22nd, 2018. So it's a little dated, but still. Uh, cool teacher. I know cool teacher. It's Fraser, like the TV show, but I just want to say Fraser. Okay. Yeah. In an interview with GQ, the Mummy Star alleges that the HFPA's Philip Burke assaulted him at a Beverly Hills hotel in the summer of 2003. Wow. Uh, Hollywood. That is a disgusting act. Uh, I believe he said this to him. Uh, I was masturbating behind those trees over there. Well, I think I'm going to go if you two are going to just sit around and suck each other's dicks. (laughs) I have a uh, warehouse full of cock. It's great being gay. Oh, apparently uh, that pitch didn't sit well with Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) That elevator pitch was not good. Uh, Fraser made. Oh it. man, interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. George of the Jungle. He was in the the mummy. Yes, yes, he was in George of the Jungle. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. He's apparently been in a lot of TV series. This He's is interesting. After his like whole movie, like you know, he had a bunch <laughs> of movies, but then he went to like TV series that I never heard of. Uh, I'm trying to find one that I've heard of. Uh, I've heard of none of these series that he's been in. 2018. According to the internet, he's worth $20 million. He made a lot of money in those old films, man. Yeah. But uh, after... Let's say in March... Kind of, hold on, hold on. Finances. Yeah. In March 2013, court cases, Brendan Fraser revealed to a judge that every month he loses $87,000 thanks to alimony, mortgages, and various other expenses. So he got a divorce, right? Fraser listed his assets at $25 million and his monthly income is $205,000. He also said he earned around $26,000 per month from investments income and has to pay $113,000 in professional expenses, lawyers, managers, agents. Uh, these costs left the Encino man with the roughly $118,000 in monthly income before expenses. Fraser. Monthly expenses include fifty thousand alimony, thirty-four thousand income tax, twenty-five thousand child support, six thousand property taxes, fifty-two thousand gardening, fifty-two thousand for gardening. All right, you could you go that you could cut some you, you could, could cut, cut some the fifty-two expenses. fifty-two grand for gardening, five thousand yeah. in insurance, five thousand family support, five thousand mortgages, 
In total, his expenses outweighed his monthly income by 87000 His annual alimony payments to his ex-wife and children totaled $900,000. Is anybody getting any of this? <laughs> I just wrote a shit ton of numbers. I'm very confused. I think I got a headache. It's a lot. Of, it's, a lot of, it's a lot. Where's the fucking Tylenol? I say you get him on the show. Let's 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 get the facts straight. <sighs> All right, his ex-wife. Him- hold on, his ex-wife accused the actor of hiding assets. How are you? What asset is he hiding when all that is just what I just read is listed? He's literally spending fifty two thousand on gardening. His finances hiding. His finances are way out there, right? Unless now. he's hiding it, Karen. Unless he's hiding it in the gardening. That's a lot of money for gardening. A lot of money. 52 grand for gardening. Yeah. That's, that's where he's hiding his expenses. How big Come on. Is, we just figured it out. How big How big is his fucking front yard? Or his backyard? It's fucking yeah, really? 52 <laughs> grand? Like, he's got like, just like a patch of grass in the front. Does he have a fucking home? Or is it just like he's, you know, what the hell? Uh, his that's ex-wife like accuses the of actor of hiding essence. The terms of the divorce allowed Brendan to reduce his alimony only if the al annual earnings dip below three million which Who at the time had not wife? happened and that was in 2020 who is this wife who is fucking brendan fraser jesus the first thing that comes up whatever happened to brendan fraser this is terrible we need to we karen you should try to reach out to him maybe we get him on the show does he even he might he might be one of these fucking he might be so aloof rock no, again, three times in one show. <laughs> I just went did it purposely. He might have one of them flip phones, Rock. I feel like he's a flip phone guy. I feel like Brendan Fraser's a flip phone guy. He met actress Afton Smith while attending a barbecue at Winona's <laughs> Ryder's house on July 4th. They married on September 27th. They had three sons. Is she hot? Brendan, Brendan Fraser's wife? Ex-wife? Afton, Afton Smith. That's her name. A-F-T-O-N. Afton Smith? Yeah. Apton Smith. She's an actress. I've never heard of her. Apton Smith. Wait, Karen, she's from Newport. Holla. Oh, Northport, rather. Not Newport, Northport. Oh, really? Yeah. Northport, Long Island? Karen's like, I fucked her. I fucked her. <laughs> Apton's Captain Smith? <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain. <laughs> uh, it literally, she's so unknown that it was just like, did you mean Captain Smith? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Afton. Oh, Afton. Afton. Is, is that like a Northport thing to people call themselves Afton? Oh, my name is Afton. I live on the North Shore, Northport, Long Island. Oh, she's not terrible. That's not exactly. Jesus, Karen. <laughs> she's, she's very pretty, Rock. Nonetheless, she's been in nothing. Oh, she was in Reality Bites, though. That was her big thing. And that was probably the moment that, yeah, 94. So that lines up. Because they had the barbecue in 93. So she was probably at the barbecue and be like, mm. oh, I'm starring in this movie, Reality Bites. Up and comer John Stewart's in it and all these other people are in it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, she was in Fried Green Tomatoes, too. Okay, so that was her big thing. Fried Green Tomatoes and Reality Bites. Uh, John D. Needle, check it in. Is gardening, and gardening a euphemism for having guys trim his ex-wife's bush? <laughs> Uh, That's it. Cool teacher listing Brendan things, airheads, uh, deadly do right, extraordinary measures with Harrison Ford. Uh, Often Smith looks like a uh, bargain bin, bargain bin Jennifer Aniston. Oh boy, yeah, she looks like the dollar stores version of Jennifer Aniston. 
But it's interesting. It's so interesting seeing like she's only been in what two, four, six, eight, nine quote unquote films. So the first one was Fry Green Tomatoes, then mm. Reality Bites, then nothing, and then they got married. And he guess I guess he snuck her in, and she was in George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser's uh, big film in '97. That was that's basically her career. Yeah, um, make dime movies. No one even knows. And, and now her career is living off of Brendan Fraser. Fraser's money. Mm. Yeah. Unreal. Isn't it weird? We should how, get him on the show. We should it, talk to him. Isn't it weird how people's lives go? Like she, no joke. She strived to become a Hollywood actress. She was in some movies. No one ever noticed her in the movie. Any of the movies. She was in nine movies. No one ever noticed her. She meets Brendan at a fucking party to go uh, at, at Winona Ryder's house. That's when she becomes known after meeting Brendan Fraser. And now her life is I don't work at all. And I just collect his money. In early 2013, Fraser petitioned the courts for reduction on his alimony and child support payments, asserting that he was unable to meet the annual obligation of $900,000. Smith, in turn, accused Fraser of hiding financial assets. As of February 2018, hey, he only lives like like 40 minutes from me. Maybe she could just go give him a knock on his door. Brendan Fraser lives close to you? Yeah, he lives in Bedford, which isn't is not terribly. Go far fucking from me. knock on Brendan's door. I'm sure he's there, fucking hanging out. He's all quarantined. Yeah, I'll up. bring a, a sixer and be like, dude, let's just chat. Yeah, I think wine. I think wine. He's a wine guy, Rock. Oh, I, I got some wines. <laughs> what is that? Connecticut. He lives in Connecticut or New York. No, he lives in New York. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, get on over there. You're, you're telling me to get Brendan Fraser. You live forty fucking minutes from the guy. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'll be honest. I just assumed he lived in California. Can you imagine being Brendan Fraser, right? And the internet's going, the internet's going, where's Brendan Fraser? And being Brendan Fraser, knowing that you had to pay $900,000 a month to somebody for nothing, really. Yeah. And then you got to pay your cell phone bill and everything else after that. All right. Nine hundred thousand, and knowing yes, cool teacher, cool teacher. If I do go, yes, we will go together. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bring cool Bedford. Teacher. Bedford's very expensive. I know Bedford very well, and so it is think, a they, so he's be- made he made, but maybe he lives in like a one bedroom apartment. In no, 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 no. People in like celebrity, like Bedford is the new like East Coast Hollywood. Like it's it's like well Beverly Hills, if you will. It's very rural, mm. but everyone owns massive amounts of land. So that makes sense then, because he probably owns acres of land. Fifty two grand for gardening. Yeah, it's it's, it's fifty two grand a year. Fifty two grand a year for gardening in Bedford, New York. Even though that half the year there's no fucking. There's no maintenance need, needed to be done because it's winter time. It's cold. Right. Yeah. Raking of leaves. Must be a lot of leaves. Yeah, that gets expensive. I know. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So John D. Newell thinks he's a PBR guy. I don't know. I don't know if he's a PBR guy. No. Bedford Rock. He's living in Bedford. He's not a PBR He's a wine guy. snob. He's a yeah, wine. Brendan some, I got some good wines. I'll bring him some good yeah. wines. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys can talk about your sideburns. Oh, you can, uh, you know, you can say, hey, you know what? I, I've done some great graphic work. How about I, how about we have you on the radio show? We'll talk about maybe doing a Brendan Fraser documentary series. What happened to Brendan yeah. Fraser? I think, I, you know, I, I think I would kind of skew it. And you know what? I think you deserve a fair shake. I feel like, I feel like you've been wrong too many times. And I think it's time to get, you know, 
let Brendan speak. Let him have an opportunity to say what he needs to say. Right. People have been shutting him out. Right. Frazier funded. I I think it's time for people to hear him. Yeah. And and he's probably upset and it's a chance for him to vent a little bit, you know? No holds barred. We're not here to question, man. Just vent. Sometimes you just need to vent openly. And what if he turns to you and says, there really isn't anything. There's no problem. I just, I'm just living. <laughs> what do I need to tell people? There's nothing to tell. I, I would turn and say, dude, you, you're dropping around 900,000 yeah. a month or so. You got problems. <laughs> right. 900 grand for nothing. Every month you got to come up with 900 grand. Fuck you, pay me 900 grand. That's crazy. And you're Brendan Fraser. It's not, you're not exactly a fucking. How did you wind up with a woman from Northport? Yeah. Yeah, right. She does have those Northport crazy eyes. <laughs> she got those North, she got those Larkfield Ave North Pete's joint fucking crazy yeah, eyes. And be, I could be like, listen, I, you know, I, I do a show with a guy. He, he knows Northport very well. So yeah. he could totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. He, you know, he, and I should have warned you way back when you, you don't fuck with Northport pussy. Yeah. <laughs> that shit will fuck you up. You got to know how to marinate that shit. And then you guys uh, can joke about wine dance. It'd be great. Well, here's here's the thing. When you meet with Brendan and, and what is it, Bradford? Bedford? Bedford. Bedford. When you meet with Brendan in Bedford, uh, you definitely got to drop the Rory Carf connection. That's all, oh, of course. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I tell you, Karen, between you and I, we, we will have him completely covered. He'll, he'll realize how much of a connection right. we have and how much... There's there's a similarities and understanding between the two of us maybe, with him. Maybe it, it it's funny that Rory came on the show today. Maybe it should be our mission now to turn Brendan Fraser's career around, resurrect it from the point of getting fucked up in his Bradford fucking New York mansion, staring at yeah. the wall, talking to nobody, to winning an Oscar or something. <laughs> I don't that, know what. That, no, Kieran, that's how it opens up. Like, Rory sets up the scene where we see this lavish, beautiful house. Right. And all the different parts of it. Right. And then we just go inside and we just see Brendan by right. himself. Alone. Yeah. Opening scene is we're, um, we're driving up in my Kia Forte. <laughs> <laughs> and you see just a wide shot, kind of like a white door. It's kind of weathered away a little bit. And you hear the knock. And then Brendan, you know, that's when Brendan looks and he's like, no one's ever knocked on my door in four years. Oh. <laughs> and it's just you and us, Rock. It's you and us. And there. Cut, cut to the title. Brendan yeah. Fraser. Yeah. Get not Frez, Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> that's the title. When a, yeah. When two men. I don't even know what it would be. We're just going to say Brendan Fraser. The guy got a. He was great in Osino, man. <laughs> Don't say that to him in person. Loved you in Encino, man. <laughs> uh, all right. I think this was great. I think I think we got a lot accomplished today. Mm. I think we we brought some interesting tidbits to the show. Um. Yeah. I don't know. You know this Brendan Fraser thing. There's something to it. I think there is Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. That's his actual. Brendan Fraser. Uh, Fraser Glacier. Let's melt away all that's going on with him. Cool teacher checking in. <laughs> I don't know. 
Cool teacher from a distance really killed that one. Uh, be jizzled with Brendan Fraser. I can't believe he lives over here. I mean, I could probably, I could potentially see him. Uh, I should up the local supermarket up in Bedford one day and just see if I could see him in the supermarket. Uh, no, B's digital is the truth with Rock and Karen B jizzled. <laughs> B jizzled. The good, good stuff coming in from the chat room. Thank you to John D. Noodle. Uh, cool teacher, whoever's in there listening. Uh, yeah. We're going to bring Brendan Fraser's career back. First, we wow. got to find him. We got to find him. Rocket knows. Rocket has a tip that he's in Bedford, New York. Well, I mean, according to Wikipedia, so... You know what? And I'll go back and I'll dig into the roots of uh, his wife in Northport. Yeah. yeah, I bet you'll dig into her roots. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> Let me say this as we're... Oh, I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Is that you? Yeah, it's my breaking horn. Huh. Well, I think I'm going to go if you two are going to just sit around and suck each other's dicks. All right, people, follow us on the uh, Instagrams at Lunatic Radio and Twitter, at Lunatic Radio, one word. Subscribe to the Lunatic Radio show on the YouTube, man, so you know when we're going live and you can join us. Brief, mm. Be frazzled is a good one. Are you going to do a show Tuesday, John's asking? Uh, I don't know. I got to work Ooh. a lot. I got to work a lot this week. Maybe. I like to do more shows now. Everybody's all quarantined up. Uh, I'll this take a good it. show. You know, I, I like this show because we really didn't just just deal with the quarantine shit. I'm I'm so glad Rory called and and really mixed it up and and uh, it was great of him to call and gave some great content today and very kind words as always. He's a very very good dude to me and I appreciate every moment working with him. So thank you kindly, Rory, for everything. Instagoons, Instagoons. All right, everybody. Later. Later. Kieran and Rock. LunaticRadio.com.